Hello everyone, this is Thomas and Christine Erdos. And you're listening to Love's Fire. Welcome to our new setup for those watching. It's all cute. We get to be next to each other now. We used to have to sit far away. We had it recommended for us to sit by each other. And we did not know how to make that happen with our situation in the house. But we figured it out. So here we are. Here we are. We got it working. (laughs) Yes. We think. (laughs) Yeah, we think so. (laughs) Okay, so today, do you want me to tell them? Tell them. Should I tell them? You should tell them. I don't know. I don't know if they're ready for this. I think they are ready by the Spirit of God. (laughs) Okay. He'll get them ready if they're not. Yes. All right. Big deal. Big news. If you're still listening and you haven't turned it off because we waited so long to say something so simple, (laughs) we are going to split it up into two parts in case you only have 15 minutes or so. You can watch the first one, but if you have 30 minutes or so, you can watch both. That's right. Part one and part two. Yes. Take it away. First one, we'll be focusing on uh, the power of repentance. Yeah. And then the second part on the power of surrender. And they're both connected, which is why it's part one and part two. Yeah. Uh, But we just thought it'd be easier to split it up this way to make it more bite-sized. Yeah. So... I'm going to start off by sharing a personal testimony, a personal story. My first experience with the love of God and the presence of God. And uh, I didn't actually tell many people. Well, I still haven't told many people, but I didn't... Uh, you tell everybody. Anyone that wants to know, yeah. <laughs> but when this happened, when I was around eight years old, I uh, only told one person, I think. And then I didn't think about it much for... A lot of years and it was only in the last maybe year or so that I it's been brought back to my memory and um, uh, in a more significant way and have shared with a few people to encourage them and just to talk about the goodness and love of God and about repentance and uh, pursuing peace and holiness Um, and that's how we see God that's uh, Hebrews 12 14 uh, paraphrase. <laughs> so and good. so, see, I was eight years old. Uh, well, even before that, to backtrack. So when I was in kindergarten, which happened in Hungary, in case some of you didn't know that, I was born in Hungary and did kindergarten there. And so I remember being on the playground and I was with the kindergarten teacher and uh, we were just talking and I just, for some reason, started to talk about, I guess, I don't know, I guess I was... <laughs> Uh, trying to impress her or just like brag I don't know but anyway I was like yeah I got this airplane and uh, it's it's you know like you know this big I showed how big it was with my hands and like it's got two no four engines and me oh and my friend can sit on it and it'll fly we fly around with it and it's amazing mm-hmm. and <laughs> and it's like she, of course, obvious, and she, I, I think she was just nodding very nicely. Oh, wow, really? Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and she, of course, knew it was a lie. And I knew it was a lie, but in my naive six-year-old mind, I thought she believed me. You had her. <laughs> and <laughs> and uh, so, well, anyway, uh, most people would probably say that's not a big deal. It didn't hurt anyone. Who cares? Well... I I was convicted. I felt guilty about it and 
then we moved. Then we moved to Portland, Oregon. and uh, Very far from Hungary. Yeah, in case you were wondering. <laughs> and, uh, and I still felt guilty. And I... Uh, so I think it was... Uh, I'm just guessing eight. It could have been seven or nine. I don't know. But anyway, so around eight years old, I, I get to the point where I just tell my dad, like, Dad, like, I feel so bad. I lied to my teacher, uh, my kindergarten teacher, and I never got to apologize. And she's like, and he's like, oh, well, we'll just call her up. I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I had no idea that my parents knew her and they have her number. And so my dad calls her up and I said, I agreed to it. I was like, yeah, let's, let's do that. And so my dad uh, calls her up and he... <laughs> didn't want to hear so sweet so sweet he's like no it's like i don't i don't want i don't have to hear what it is i was like it's not a big like it's fine dad uh <laughs> and uh so anyway i apologize and uh tell her that what she knew all along that it was a lie and she of course i'm sure graciously uh accepted my repentance my forgiveness or my uh, apology and forgave me and so what's amazing about that though is that i I hung up the phone and then I started walking to my room. And as I was leaving uh, my dad's, uh, my parents' room to go to my room, I could feel like a blanket of the love of God and the presence of God just wrap around me. And I was like, wow. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it took me by surprise. I certainly wasn't, I never experienced that before. How could I expect something I hadn't, you know, experienced? And uh, And so I, and and so you know, and it slowly faded as I um, you know went to my room, if I remember correctly. And and so some people might be thinking like, oh, well, that was just your guilty conscience, like feeling better. I was like, no, like I know what it feels like to you know have a clean conscience and you know get rid of a guilty one, so to speak. But this was not that. This was the love of God. I know what that. Well, I know what His love feels like. I know how I've experienced it many, many times since then. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, I didn't experience it more than that, more powerfully than that for probably around 15 years until I really surrendered my life to Jesus, um, after college, which that's something we'll talk about in the second part of this, uh, of today. And so, so anyway, I I was like, wow. And so, but I still remember that it, it, it marked me, um, even though the, the seeds didn't really seemed to bear fruit for a while. And so a verse that uh, I really speaks to that, I believe, is uh, is found in Acts 3. And so Peter, and this is after the Holy Spirit already fell, Peter and John just healed a lame man, a man that was, uh, you know, uh, couldn't walk from his, from birth. And uh, they just healed him. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk, and grabs him by the hand, pulls him up, and he's dancing. <laughs> and uh, it's amazing and people are coming and uh like wow look at this and so then he starts preaching to them and says it's not by my own power my own godliness or our own our own power or godliness it's by the name of jesus and faith in that name faith which comes through him and so really just amazing powerful and that's the same way we're born again yeah uh, which is incredible side notes uh which we don't have time to get into right now <laughs> <laughs> very powerful side note though <laughs> yes and uh yeah, Jesus is so good. And then he starts preaching. So he's preaching to Jews, which believed in God, but they didn't believe in large, uh, believe in Jesus as the Messiah, as their Lord and Savior. And so he's preaching to them and says in chapter 3, verse 19 of Acts, 
Repent, therefore, and be converted, that your sins may be blotted out, so that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Yeah. So this is an amazing verse. And uh, just to give some quick um, background on this, uh, just in case uh, there's some listeners that may not know, uh, we, you know, God created us in His image. He created us to be in fellowship with Him in the beginning, in the garden, uh, you know, uh, mankind walking with him uh, created in the image of God which is love and so then that was corrupted by sin when Adam and Eve sinned and so then they we took on a selfish nature and uh, the nature of the devil and then Jesus came he uh, made a plan for to restore us back to him back to his image back to right standing relationship with him um, and so, but the problem was that sin needs to be, because he's not only God and not only love, he's also holy and pure and righteous and a righteous judge. Sin had, has to be judged. You can't be, you know, if someone is convicted of murder, uh, then a good judge would, uh, you know, would give them a penalty. You know, no matter how loving the judge is, if someone committed murder, they wouldn't just be like, oh, well, Oh, I know you're still exactly the same person. You still want to do it again more. But, you know, because I love you so much, I'm just going to let you go. Like, no, that's a terrible judge. <laughs> and so God is a good judge. And so sin needs to be punished, need, needed to be judged. And so, but he still wanted us in relationship with him. And so the only way he, that could happen was through Jesus coming, living that perfect sacrifice, paying the price for our sins that we deserve to pay. And he paid it because of his great, incredible love for us. Because yeah. he wants relationship with us that much. He wants restoration, reconciliation, back to the Father, back to love. And uh, yeah, for uh, his glory, his, his image, his love to be spread all over the earth. Yeah. And so anyway, so that's why, that's why repentance, that's why conversion is so important. That's why Jesus and the blood of Jesus is critical. And so he's saying repent therefore and be converted so what does repent mean it means to change your mind basically yeah um my bible has some definitions of some keywords and so i'm going to read uh what it says about repentance it says it's uh basically in the greek it's after to think like literally after think and uh what it means is a decision that results in a change of mind which in turn leads to a change of purpose and action I'm going to read that one more time. A decision. So it starts with a decision that results in a change of mind, which in turn leads to a change of purpose and action. So this is not talking about just, oh, I changed my mind and then our lives still look the same. No, it's we change our minds and by the mercy and love of God, our lives show it. That's what John talks about, uh, John the Baptist. You know, He said, uh, bear fruit worthy of repentance. And so we turn... You know, we turn from sin, we turn from dead works, from trying to earn salvation, righteousness, from trying to earn our right standing with God and our relationship with Him. And we just, by faith in Jesus, faith in His name and His person, uh, making Him our Lord, and then we're, we're saved. And so, justified, made right. And so, repent, therefore, change your mind, change your attitude, be converted, turn around <laughs> from the way you're going, come towards God, have faith in God. That your sins may be blotted out, or another word for blotted out is obliterated. <laughs> I like that one. Yeah, so powerful. 
so that times of refreshing, which refreshing, we looked it up in the Strong's, and it means the definition of the Greek word is properly a recovery of breath. Yeah. And uh, amazing. Figuratively, that is figuratively revival, spiritual revival. So someone, if someone is almost dead, then they can be revived. And so, so, so in other words, repent therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out so times of spiritual revival and refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. So good. And so this is amazing. This is true for he's speaking to unbelievers, un- people that didn't believe in Jesus at this point. But this same principle is true for believers as well because sin, compromise, distractions, they separate us from God. Um, either way, if you're an unbeliever, they separate us if, uh, eternally. Um, but even as a believer, compromise separates us from intimacy, from fellowship, relationship with him, and from looking like him uh, to, the, mm-hmm. to the full extent. And uh, so we want to just repent of that. We want to turn away from that. We see that in, in Revelations 2 and 3. We might touch on it next part. Uh, about how Jesus is telling the churches, several churches, says, repent, be zealous and repent. And so repentance is not just for unbelievers, but if we're not walking just like Jesus, then we probably have some room to repent in one area or another. Um, so, yeah, you want to add to that, love? Yeah, yeah, and it's just such a, it's a really good thing. <laughs> and I, I know when we were talking about it, getting ready for the podcast, how the word repent, I could like picture the people on like the street corner that have the sign. They're like, repent. (laughs) And they look kind of angry. And I was just wondering if there was a lot of people that may be watching where like, that's your view of the word repentance. And so just like, let the word of God and let like these definition, this definition, just like renew your mind of like, no, like repentance is a good thing. It's for me, it's for a non-believer as well, but it's also for me as a believer, and it's good for me to to come to my Father and repent, and times of refreshing are met with that. And just, it says in Hebrews 12 about how, um, how God disciplines those that He loves, and if you think about a good father, if they're their son or their daughter is going into a path of destruction, it's good for them to discipline them. It's good for them to correct them and to align them on the path that leads to life. And so I just, I, I hope that we are imparting um, a new view of this word repentance and how just it's an incredible invitation. Yeah, so good. Yeah. You want to close this in prayer? Or yeah. Me too? I can. Yeah, we just thank you, Jesus, for every everyone listening. We thank you for the beauty of repentance, God. We bless everyone to the for with the grace to be just lovingly corrected by you as a father, and that they can come to you, and that you are so amazing at molding and shaping us into your image. That we don't have to do anything to to force ourselves to look like you, God. We just come to you in humility and we say, Father, help. <laughs> and there you are to help us and to to meet us with that grace to empower us to walk like you, Father. So just in Jesus' name, we thank you for everything that's been said and everything um, that you're going to do in everyone that's listening's lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, so good. All right, well, we love you all. and. Yes. Next, we'll be doing part two. 
see you there. See you there.